I want to take a second to remind you to sign up for the Poso Daily Brief. It is completely free. It'll be one email that's sent to you every day. You can stop the endless scrolling trying to find out what's going on in your world. We will have this delivered directly to you totally for free. Go to humanevents.com slash Poso. Sign up today. It's called the Poso Daily Brief. Read what I read for show prep. You will not regret it. Humanevents.com slash Poso. Totally free. The Poso Daily Brief. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition of Human Events Daily, another episode of the China Files, the CCP secret police on U.S. soil. Now, you may have heard this story recently. We covered it back in December when we first learned about it here on Human Events Daily. And if you haven't been listening to Human Events Daily, if you're not subscribing to us on Apple Politics, on Spotify, going to humanevents.com, subscribing to us on Rumble, you're going to be missing these stories because we were five months ahead on this one. Human Events listeners are used to being ahead of the curve. But when Merrick Garland, the DOJ, the FBI called this huge press conference and said, there's a national security threat. We're going to get involved. We're going to arrest people. All around the world, people were wondering, why does the CCP have secret police agencies inside the United States? Why are there secret CCP operatives operating inside the United States like this? Well, it's simple. It's quite simple. We as a country have become, call it whatever you want, penetrated, merged, bought out by the CCP. And I've said it again and again. It's not elite capture. It is elite merger. We are the country that's compromised. Our government is the one that's compromised. And sure, you might see little actions like this here and there designed to basically designed to basically give you the false sense of security that your government cares about you and your government's doing something about this. Well, here's from the AP. I'll read what they have. Police in New York have arrested two men for allegedly setting up a secret police station for a Chinese provincial police agency to collect information on opponents of the ruling CCP. So what they're saying is, is that these Chinese police stations, and this is part of CCP doctrine, where not only are they going after dissidents at home, our country has become so compromised by the CCP and Chinese money floating all around this country. And if you think it's one side of the aisle, you haven't been paying attention because the U.S. Chamber of Commerce and so many businesses that do dealings in China or do dealings with China, every one of the industries that's dependent on China, we talk about it again and again here. That's just another voice in the room saying, let China do what they want. Let China do whatever they want. Don't lift a finger against them. So what if they're going after some dissidents? So what if they've got some guys who set up an office here in the United States? That's fine. The CCP is denying they are police stations, saying that they exist mainly to provide citizen services, such as renewing driver's license. Yeah, because we can, we can barely even do that in the United States. Party leader and head of state Xi Jinping has waged a campaign against corruption at his targeted criticism of his regime at home and abroad, while seeking to chase down those accused of financial crimes. The arrest Monday in New York come alongside charges against 34 officers with China's national police force in China for using social media to harass party critics in the United States. So what is the latest in the case? The arrests of two men, Harry Lu Wang, 
of the Bronx and Chen Jinping of Manhattan, both U.S. citizens, the first of their kind anywhere in the world. These two did not register with the Department of Justice as foreign agents, uh, which is something that you can do. For example, if you need fire qualification because you're lobbying for a foreign government, that's if you're operating in an overt fashion uh, with a with a foreign government. Uh, you see this with Nina Yankovic, for example. So after she was summarily fired from the Department of Homeland Security and the Disinformation Governance Board, after we here at Human Events, and remember the Washington Post one year ago, credited me and Human Events and this audience specifically with getting her fired and getting the Disinformation Governance Board shut down. We did that. That shows the power of this audience, the power of this show. But she went on to go and get a job with the British government. So she is now a registered foreign agent in the UK. However, there's a more sinister function here. This goes back to AP, which includes helping the government of the, the CCP government locate democracy activists living in California, threatening fugitives who police want to return to China. And their purpose specifically is to go through this. A Spanish-based non-government group, Safeguard Defenders, accuses the Chinese police of using the offices to spy on critics abroad and harass or threaten citizens or non-citizens in a report published last year. They claim that 21, excuse me, no, 210,000 suspects of fraud were, quote, persuaded to return to China. Yeah, persuaded. Trust me, the CCP knows how to do a little bit of persuasion. As part of a crackdown on telephone scams, not all were charged, but all of them were ultimately brought back to the seat, brought back to the People's Republic. In fact, many of them, uh, specifically to the one in New York, this was operated out of the Fuzhou province of China, their branch of the Ministry of Public Security. Now, to be clear, in China, uh, you don't exactly have local branches of police the way you would in the United States. It's all government. It's all uh, federally government driven is what we would say. In, in China, they would call it central government driven. So even the provincial governments in China are still subservient to the central government. This is different. Well, it's it's how this not how the system is supposed to work in the United States. In the U.S., obviously, we know state governments do um, do fall under the federal government in in many terms. Uh, economics, some legal legal terms. There's, it's not the system that we're supposed to have, the system of federalism, but in China, they don't even bother with federalism to begin with. That's all I'm trying to say. So we know that these issues are out there and that in Fujian province, which is directly across from Taiwan, they have, for 20 years, they've had 30 Fuzhou police st stations overseas to include Southeast Asia, North America, Australia, and Europe. As many as 100 of these stations exist around the world, from Canada to New Zealand, to Japan, to Italy. We know that this has been going on around the world. And folks, this is why we need to dig into it and expose it. Here in the next segment, I want to talk a little bit more about where those stations are and what you can do to raise awareness about them, to understand the CCP penetration of not only our country, but our political systems, our business systems, and our governance. Stay tuned, Human Events Daily, come right back. Okay, so our Europe trip is finally coming to an end, and I gotta tell you something, guys, the coffee over here, look, there's great stuff about Europe. Um, I love visiting family, but I tell you something, the coffee, it ain't the best. It's definitely not what I like. A lot of it's instant coffee, and a lot of it, the rest of it is that little like frou-frou espresso stuff. I, I, you know, some people are into that, yeah, not me. Like. I like a solid cup of coffee 
and I like coffee that is brewed. Um, you get it right out of the coffee pot. Uh, what can I say? I was in the Navy. That's what I'm used to. And not the bug juice they serve on ship. But now that I'm out of the Navy, I like to go in and get something a little bit nicer for the old palate. And that's why I choose blackout coffee. And I'm telling you, I want a case of this immediately waiting for me, like right when I get off the plane. I tell the Uber driver to go to my house and pick it up. Because blackout coffee, you go to blackoutcoffee.com slash poso, you get up to 20% off your first order. I love this stuff. Uh, this podcast is powered by blackout coffee when we're in the States. And you will love it too. They're not, by the way, going to sell you out like some other people have. So go to blackoutcoffee.com slash POSA. Now, many people were asking, why didn't we simply blow that Chinese spy balloon out of the sky? Why do we let it traverse the United States? Why do we let it collect on our sensitive nuclear sites? Why did they lie to us about it? And then they came around and said, oh, turns out, that it was actually collecting data the entire time. Well, it's quite simple. As I said before, we're compromised. We are the ones who, not every American, but our political leaders, our financial leaders, our business leaders, so many of these people are now in a place of subservience to the Chinese Communist Party. It's very simple. It's not like they love the CCP or they love Xi Jinping or anything like that, but you know what they love? Money. They love cold, hard cash. And the money that they're able to receive from doing deals with the CCP that goes all the way back to Tiananmen Square far outweighs any patriotism or any belief in this country that they may have. So from Safeguard Defenders, and I know we had the original story back in September, December timeframe, they've got a new report out. Here's what it says. The list of Chinese police jurisdictions and location of their overseas police centers. These, there are now new, since the last time we had this discussion, there are now new offices all around the world that have been discovered. Listen to this. Buenos Aires, Argentina, Sydney, Australia, Vancouver, Canada, Paris, France, Milan, Prado, Rome, Italy, Madagascar, Myanmar, Burma, Yangon, Johannesburg, South Africa, Dubai in the UAE, um, as well as other specific um, offices in New York and LA. The scope of this investigation is showing us that these offices operate all over the world as quasi-official offices for the CCP. They use the front, they use the front cover of saying they are simply there to help with citizen services. They're not there to track people. They're not there to dig into this. And let me ask you a question. Do you really think that they're only focused on Chinese dissidents? No, they're focusing on spy operations. They're focusing on infiltration. They're trying to infiltrate the United States government, infiltrate directly for our politicians. This is something like if you think about uh, Eric Swalwell and those infiltration operations going through the San Francisco Chinatown uh, scene, that's exactly how he ended up in bed with Fang Fang. It's exactly how that happened. So listen to this. This comes from South African, author South African authorities, by the way, even reported this all the way back in 2019 with the Jamestown China brief, specifically talking about the overseas United Front Work Department. So the United Front Work Department is an organization that was set up uh, prior to Xi Jinping coming into power, but has greatly expanded by him. It, it, the numbers are, are phenomenal. The numbers for this organization are something that 
we would think it sounds like a, an entire military within the military inside the CCP. So the United Front Work Department is only focused, only focused on taking down Chinese dissidents, spreading disinformation, and bringing as many people as possible under the CCP's influence. They have as many, I was looking up right here, 40,000 personnel in the United Front Work Department. And this is exactly what they focus on. So these agents working out of South Africa and others, they're guided at home by the United Front Work Department. This is from the Jamestown Brief. As explained in Chinese on their website homepage, they are part of the global network of, quote, overseas Chinese service centers established in 2014 by the People's Republic of China State Council Overseas Chinese Affairs Office. This, this office was merged with the CCP's United Front Work Department earlier this year. In 2014, Chiu Yinping, who was the then head of the Overseas Chinese Affairs Office, announced plans to establish centers in 60 countries around the entire world. And those are some of the names that we mentioned. There's more lists of this. We're looking at it all over. We need to understand what the mission of these things are. Uh, and and this, is from, this is from the official state council. In China, the relevant protection, you have to, and you have to understand sort of the legalese language that the CCP uses when they put out um, official messaging like this. In China, relevant protection models have been under constant exploration and innovation among which the overseas police and overseas Chinese linkage service center. In February 2016, the Nantong Public Security Bureau took the lead in establishing the first overseas Chinese linkage service, service center in the country, uh, while strengthening early warning and prevention, as well as expanding international police co cooperation, the Nantong police has used the strength and resources of Interpol to continuously strengthen the detection of cross-border cases and form a strong deterrent to criminals who violate the legitimate blah, 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 blah of all. I mean, you, you listen to this. They're, they're acting as though they're just helping Interpol. They're just working together. They're just hanging out. They're having a good time, sharing information, getting those, getting those bad guys in, getting those criminals out. But that's not what's going on. And we know now that's not what's going on. In fact, when China at one point was trying to run um, Interpol. So China was trying to work with Interpol. And at one point back in 2016, Meng Hongwei was a Chinese politician and police officer who became the president of Interpol. And in fact, prior to that, he was the vice minister of public security in China. What happened to Meng Hongwei, you ask? Well, Meng Hongwei, it turned out, was a little bit, or seen as a little bit disloyal to Xi Jinping. And so even when he was the, the actual president of Interpol himself, what happened? I'll tell you what happened. The CCP sent agents to him, Meng Hongwei, where he was in France, working for Interpol as the current president, and arrested him in a secret detention flight, flew him flew him all the way from Europe back to China, sent his wife an emoji of a knife suggesting that he was in danger and was completely missing for months. His wife stayed behind in France, filed a missing persons report. She didn't know where he was. 
um, and then sought an asylum claim in France in 2019. This all the way goes down. In fact, last time I checked, do we even know where this guy is now? We know that he was accused of taking bribes and accused of willfulness, uh, which public administration expert says he may not have strictly towed the party lines. And so they say that. And so he resigned. He uh, he's been threatened. He's been re he's been completely removed from all of his all of his positions. And later that year, of course, what happened? What happened? He pled guilty because that's what you that's what always happens in these cases. He pled guilty. He was sentenced to 13 and a half years of jail time. And he has not filed an appeal because, of course, he hasn't. The CCP in 2018 was willing to secretly arrest the president of Interpol right out of Europe, detained him and brought him back in full view of everyone, because that's the amount of power they have. Stay tuned. Come right back. Folks, you got to start taking care of your liver now more than ever. Why? Because the latest data from the American Heart Association indicates that adults with fatty liver were 3.5 times more likely to have heart failure than those without. The American Liver Foundation says that 100 million Americans have fatty liver, which means many people are at risk. We throw everything in our livers, cholesterol, alcohol, toxins, Tylenol, statins, cigarettes. That's why so many of us have a sluggish fatty liver that makes us gain weight and lose energy. For decades now, your liver helped you with over 500 key functions every day. It's time you help your liver. There is a solution, Liver Health Formula. It's an all-natural supplement which contains 12 clinically proven botanicals that will help recharge and protect your liver. Manufactured right here in the USA and approved by American doctors. You can try Liver Health Formula and receive five free gifts when you order today. First, you'll receive a free bottle of nano-powered omega-3 to keep your heart healthy. You'll also receive four free eBooks to support every aspect of your health. Try Liver Health Formula by going to getliverhelp.com slash poso and claim your five free bonus gifts. That's getliverhelp.com slash poso. Folks, are you going to be ready when a criminal targets you, targets your family? Reaction time has to be within milliseconds because when you are in the crosshairs of one of these illegal drug dealers, a carjacker, or one of these other murderers that have gone completely insane. They're not just in cities anymore. They're spilling out into the suburbs. Are you going to be ready to protect yourself, to protect your family, to protect others? Well, if you're not, then you need to use iTarget Pro. Because if you don't have it already, if you're not training regularly, you need to be. Firing is a perishable skill. Gun arms uh, training is a perishable skill. And I, I get it. Look, going to the range, it's complicated. It takes a lot of time out of your day and it's expensive. Well, you know what? iTarget Pro allows you to dry fire practice with your firearm anytime in the privacy and safety of your own home. You do it right in your own basement. iTarget Pro comes in all the major calibers. And right now, you can save up to 10% plus free shipping with promo code POSO. So go to itargetpro.com, use promo code POSO for up to 10%. Train on your own firearm. Now, if you understand the history of the CCP and the CCP's history with not only secret police, but also organized crime, 
you would understand why these things go hand in hand in China and why it makes sense for them to use this or that we should expect to see them using this overseas. If you go back and listen to the, rest, the original China files, we got to make a link for that, by the way. Producer Angelo, we need to put up a link so that everybody can listen to all the China files. We can make a place where people can just go do that. And then it's like, boom, QR code, China files. You can just get into it. So the CCP, when they were first coming up, Chairman Mao went to Southern China and he, he went to the triads there. The triads are what are called the three united organizations. And because they're called threes, it, it somehow the, was uh, uh, transliterated into English as triad. And so they cut a deal and they said, he said, I'll give you power. If you give me power, I'll leave you in power. So you come with us, you help us take over Beijing, you especially help us take over Shanghai. And they did. The Green Gang was the name of them in Shanghai. And of course, once Mao took power, he had them all rounded up. He had them all kicked out. But we know that this was a major leverage point for them. We also know that with many of the triads overseas operations and the Tongs, which operated in and around Chinatowns for many, many years, this was another way that the CCP could use to influence the overseas Chinese diaspora and specifically to look after these dissidents to see if anyone was going to, uh, to dig into anti-CCP operations. Here's the problem though. For a variety of reasons, a lot of these organizations have been waning in, uh, in power and in influence and in structure over the years. They're just not quite as influential as they used to be. And so that's why the CCP is now turning away from organized crime and looking at a way to actually send their own direct officers over there. So these types of operations working with, and to be sure, they're still, they're still ongoing. You can go look at the Mexican border and the fentanyl operations that are going on down there. That's completely controlled by CCP black operatives uh, like these triads and like Tongs. However, Inside the United States and inside Western countries, they don't have the level of coverage they would have, say, in the 1970s, the 1980s, when they ruled the roost. They had so much coverage there, so much ability to conduct influence operations. So what do they do? Now they're sending direct operatives from mainland China all around the world to conduct these operations. And if they have other triads over there, when they talked about the linkage services, yeah, what do you think they're linking up? They're linking up they're organized crime operatives. They're going into these places saying, we need to make sure that you're going to be loyal to Xi Jinping. We have to make sure that you're being loyal to the CCP. Sure, you can run whatever operation you're doing as long as we get our cut and as long as we make sure that you are keeping an eye on any of these problem children in any country, in any city around the world. This is directly tied to the One Belt, One Road operation that Xi Jinping has pushed. This is directly tied to the purges the purges are continuing, not only inside China, but outside China. And so I, would, I have to say, as always, to the people who think that China is suddenly about to collapse, to the people who think that China is suddenly about to fall apart, that, that the Chinese leaders have no idea Xi Jinping is about to be destroyed from inside, you need to pay attention on the granular level what's actually going on within the party and in the Chinese diaspora, because he is systematically taking out any form of opposition wherever it's found, both inside and outside. He's using his position to give favor and patronage to those who support him. And even if you're the head of Interpol, you're going to get black bagged, you're going to get disappeared, and you're going to get thrown in jail for 13 and a half years. 
Welcome to the People's Republic of China under the Red Emperor. Folks, uh, a lot of people talk about the China files. They say, where can we find them? We're going to get a link together for this. But really, if you want to go back, I think we did it over the holiday break last year. Uh, it's just a great primer to get in. And if you want to learn more about the CCP, this is a great way to just get started on it. So make sure you're subscribing to Human Events Daily, not only on Apple Politics, but on Spotify, on Rumble, especially Rumble. You know we love Rumble. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, you have my permission to lay ashore.